aka Brian the Comic Book Guy. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button every Wednesday at 1 p.m. get a notification when the episode drops. We're going to talk about Infinity Crusade issues 4 through 6 today, and a few events that happen in between that kind of give some significance to how the rest of the storyline is playing out. And then afterwards, for a little bit, uh, I'm going to talk about the anniversary episode because it'll be one full year since I started Comic Book Guy. So he enlisted the aid of Thanos, who Thanos now has the Soul Gem, because Adam Warlock needed to go into Soul World, where the Magus' soul is, or at least part of his soul. So he needed to do that, so Thanos now wears the Soul Gem. And uh, there's going to be a bunch of heroes that are like, what? After this. So we start out, Thanos is starting to get into uh, the plan that Adam Warlock laid out, but he needs some help, and he notices that the heroes are on their way to Paradise Omega to help take down the goddess, and he sees Silver Surfer, who broke free in uh, issue 3 of Infinity Crusade of the goddess's spell, and he teleports him to his ship, and Silver Surfer is getting ready to, to pound Thanos again, but he sees that he's wearing Soul Gem, so he's like, uh, how are you wearing Adam Warlock's Soul Gem? And he's like, did you hurt him for that? So he gets ready to go take him to see Adam Warlock, but he didn't hurt him. Then we go back to the goddess's minions on Paradise Omega, and Moondragon gets ready for most of their crowd to teleport to Avengers Mansion and just wipe out all the heroes in one shot. They got this big bomb, and all of the, all of the guys are getting ready to attack, and they're getting ready to go through a portal. Doctor Strange opens a portal. They get back, they get into the headquarters, and they say, wait a minute, no one's here. And they're like, well, they must have departed when we turned off our surveillance to get ready to attack. And Moondragon goes, oh my god, they're heading back to Paradise Omega. So they go back through the portal to prepare. And we see Thanos convincing Silver Surfer that he's one of the good guys. Adam Warlock's not hurt. He needs his help, and uh, he's got to step it up and be part of the plan. And we see in the Soul Gem, Adam Warlock is flying around, and he sees uh, some of the characters that we saw in the previous installments, uh, Judge Krator, that he's like this big alien-looking guy with forearms and everything, and uh, they're looking, he's telling them that he's looking for the Magus, and they're like, we don't know who that is. He's like, well, you wouldn't know him because he's not a true spirit, so he's on his way to go confront the Magus. But nobody else can see him, so he's pretty much the only one that can find him. And we see some talk on the Quinjets while they're heading to Paradise Omega. Reed's talking to Iron Man, and Iron Man's pretty much saying, uh, they, they are, our friends believe that they are the right ones, they're like righteous and everything. And Iron Man goes, fatalities on both sides will be hard to avoid. And Reed goes, he knows. And he also knows that Sue, his wife, is one of those on the other side. So it's going to be really tough to do. And uh, they're just trying to be prepared to fight, like, the best of them. And then Thanos and Silver Surfer appear in, like, a little holographic display. And Thanos tells them what's going on. Basically lays down the line of what's going on. 
we know you're going to attack the goddess, we're trying to attack the goddess, and Thanos is just like, okay, so we're going to be doing something, and you're going to be provided with a distraction, but I need one of your number to help with what I'm doing. I need Professor Xavier. And like, well, Professor Xavier is mind-blasted, and she's back in, and he's back in Avengers Mansion because he was put in a coma by Moondragon. He goes, well, that doesn't change anything. And then he goes, I told you what you needed to do, and I put it in your computers. So then they leave, and we go back to Avengers Mansion, and Professor Xavier is teleported from Avengers Mansion. He's comatose, and Surfer's just like, what are you doing? He goes, I need to exploit his telepathic powers. I don't intend to hurt him because Thanos only injures those who he wishes to harm. And uh, Silver Surfer's still reluctant to listen to him, but then he teleports him where he needs to be. And Moondragon is back on Paradise Omega, and she's like, okay, our enemies are near, and they must be destroyed. We're getting ready for, for preparing for attack. And Doctor Strange and the Mystics are looking through space. They can't find them, because there's a big amount of space between Earth, the Sun, and Paradise Omega. So they're looking all over, and they can't find where they are. And Thanos calls upon, like, this, uh, this battleship that he needs, like, this big, big ship that he's using to attack Paradise Omega, and he has Silver Surfer positioned near uh, the sun, and he calls it D666, Dreadnought D666, and this thing is huge. It takes the two full pages, like a whole spread, to fill this in, and his ship is like really tiny compared to it, so it's like this big thing. It kind of looks like a big, massive, like, space gun because it's got these big funnels in the front that look like they're ready for, like, you know, shooting something. And Silver Surfer is getting ready to do what he needs to do, and he says, Surfer, you can uh, put on your pyrotechnic display. And he gives a little narration. Like all of Galactus's creations, the Silver Surfer is an absorber and caster of energies. He's quite literally a flying storage battery. So he's absorbing the power and some of the flare from the sun. He's going to like absorb it and do something. And the heroes are like, hey, we're picking up something that must be Thanos' distraction. And we see Thor is going to be a big part of this in a little bit, attacking a couple of guys that we know and love. One of them's Hulk, and he's partnered up with Drax the Destroyer of all people. They've had some interactions throughout the years. But the Hulk is positioned on an asteroid watching Silver Surfer's distraction. He's like, it's quite the light show. And uh, we see that back on Paradise Omega, it's causing all of their telemetry to go haywire. They're, they can't scan anything. They're flying blind. So that was kind of the distraction. Like, they're, they're uh, blind to the heroes coming to Paradise Omega. And then we see the big fireball erupt. And Silver Surfer is like this huge red, just this beast now. And... Uh, Drax and Hulk are like, oh, that must be the distraction, but he's going in the wrong direction. So Drax punches Surfer to go in the right direction. He's almost on course, and Hulk throws this little asteroid, and he knocks him right into where he needs to go. So he's heading towards Paradise Omega. And Moondragon and the rest of the bunch are like, goddess, we need your help. And she's like, no, I'm creating the rapture. I can't be distracted by anything. So Moondragon sends Thor to the location of where Hulk and Drax are to try and stop Silver Surfer. And uh, multiple bands saying it's going to be 30 seconds away. So both of those big metallic satellites that we saw in issue 2 on around Paradise and Mega are shooting at it. And Silver Surfer crashes into the moon orbiting Paradise Omega. It blows up the moon and just literally almost destroys both of the satellites. And Sue Storm and Crystal, one of the Inhumans, is on one of them. They teleport him out just in time. 
and uh, Moondragon is selling, sending all of the you know captured heroes or mind wiped heroes to different parts of Paradise Omega because uh, there's definitely something coming. And Thor finally reaches the part where the two Quinjets are and blasts Mjolnir through both of the Quinjets, utterly destroying them. So all the guys got to get into escape pods and they launch all the escape pods. And Thor's getting ready to obliterate the escape pods and then the Hulk and Drax start wailing on him. But then Thor hits Hulk's jetpack, which was keeping him afloat, and uh, Hulk is now just drifting above Paradise Omega, falling into its gravity well. And Thanos tells Reed Richards and Vision, who are in one of the escape pods, that due to all the damage from the surfer's, you know, little explosion thing, he needs somebody to relay a signal, so he tells one of the escape pods, who has one of the X-Men Forge in it, to stay above Paradise Omega, missing out on all the action, and uh, to relay all the information Thanos needs. Then we go back to the Soul World. Adam Warlock finds the Magus, and Magus is just like, I actually knew you were coming. Aren't I just an evil version of you? And we'll get to more of those guys in the next issue. And we see Moondragon finishes teleporting all of the heroes because they got the trajectory of all the escape pods. So they send like two or three each of the mind-wiped heroes to each escape pod. And the end of the issue is Thanos above Paradise Omega with his big giant spaceship going all the players in place the end game begins all of the factors have been properly considered will the outcome be as predicted or do we stand on the edge of armageddon that's kind of ominous isn't it so we leave that to thanos to do that all the time the next issue infinity crusade number five it pretty much speaks for itself on the front because it's going to be hero versus hero and this is not going to end well for anybody at this particular time. We start out with Hulk. He's pretty much just talking to himself because he's getting caught in the gravity well of Paradise Omega and his oxygen is running out. So he's like, great, I'm falling into orbit and my air's running out. And we see that the escape pods start landing on the planet. And Thanos is saying, okay, the first ones will arrive. And the first one to land is Reed Richards and Vision. And they're immediately, like everybody is immediately attacked. And Vision and uh, Reed are attacked by Windshear from the uh, Team Alpha Flight and Doctor Strange. And Vision ends up taking out Windshear. Doctor Strange takes out uh, Reed Richards. And then Vision being is then taken out by Doctor Strange. So Doctor Strange is the only one left. He's the one that kind of wins that fight. So Moondragon tells him to go to other coordinates and assist other people. And we see that Beast and Iceman are the next ones to land. They're attacked by Captain America and Scarlet Witch. And Beast is immediately hit in the face by Cap's shield. And Iceman is left to go at both of them. He freezes Cap's legs, tries to defend himself against Wanda, and uh, Cap flips over, knocks out Bobby, the Iceman, and Beast knocks unconscious Scarlet Witch. And then it's Beast versus Captain America. And Captain America is like this enraged guy. Like, we never see Captain America this into a fight. He's really aggressive and trying to take out Captain, uh, trying to take out Beast. But at the last second, right before he slams his shield into Beast's head, Iceman knocks him unconscious. So Iceman wakes up, and it's Beast and Iceman take out Captain America and Wanda. And we see in the middle of Paradise Omega, the Infinity Egg with the Goddess. You know, she's getting ready. She's almost at the point where she's got her little rapture going on. The next escape pod lands, and it's Rogue and the new Infinity Watch member, Maxim. She goes up against, they go up against Sue Storm and Hercules. And Hercules immediately takes out Rogue, and they're both trying to figure out who Maxim is. And Sue's got him in, like, a protective force field. Maxim's powers grow, and he, you know, grows into, like, this big bulking being. 
knocks out Sue Storm, and throws Hercules into the middle of their ocean. And we see uh, they're, they're detecting something from orbit, but it ends up being Hulk crashing into Paradise Omega. Like, he's in the atmosphere, and he's, he's pretty much getting ready to just fireball on somebody. The next ones to land are the characters Speedball and Iron Man. They're attacked by Black Knight and Archangel. But we don't see Iron Man right away, but Black Knight and Archangel get ready to attack Speedball, and Iron Man immediately takes both of them out. So those guys are good to go. And we see off-camera, off-screen, off-page, uh, Adam Warlock does what he needs to do in defeating the Magus, and he tells Thanos that he's ready to be transported through whatever means he needs to. So he does this little mystic thing with the Soul Gem, and Adam Warlock is ready to go. And we go back to Paradise Omega. Uh, one of the Alpha Flight members, Sasquatch, and U.S. agent took out uh, She-Hulk, and Nova. And then we see Strong Guy and Firestar. Uh, remember Spider-Man and his amazing friends. From those of you that remember Spider-Man and the amazing friends, Firestar ends up being a character that comes into light in like the 80s and stuff. So she is one of the new warriors at the time. And they go up against Spider-Man and Puck from Alpha Flight. Now Puck is this like little agile guy. Spider-Man gets ready to take out Strong Guy, but he's Strong Guy, so he knocks out Spider-Man. And, he, and uh, Puck is getting ready to attack. And Firestar knocks Puck out before she goes unconscious. So Strong Guy from X-Factor is the winner there, and he goes to try and help. We see uh, Moon Knight gets taken out by Spider-Woman and Havoc, but Wonder Man and Storm end up taking out everybody else, and she tells Wonder Man and Storm to be on the watch out for Maxim. And we see Darkhawk. If you have issue one of Darkhawk, you're a millionaire. No, you're not. And uh, Johnny Storm from the Fantastic Four, they're flying over the ocean on up to the Citadel, and they meet up with the character Sleepwalker. They don't really know who he is or what he's doing at the time. He's kind of like an unknown to everybody. And he raises this, these big tentacles out of the water and brings them both in the water. And obviously when Johnny Storm, who's the Human Torch, comes in contact with water, he's pretty useless. So Sleepwalker is the guy that defends him that time. So we see the next two who get to actually get to the cathedral there, the big citadel thing. It's uh, Cyclops and one of the new warriors, Rage. Gamora is right there, and she takes out Rage immediately. And she's helped with Cyclops. He goes to attack Gamora, but Quicksilver takes out Cyclops. And then we get to uh, Northstar, who was also a member of Alpha Flight, and Polaris, who's an X-Factor. And uh, the two other Alpha Flight members... Uh, Shaman and Aurora take out both of those guys. And uh, so it's pretty evenly matched right here. I mean, there's winners and losers on both sides. There's no way everybody's going to do that. And I say that because, you know, you feel bad for some of these guys. They're going up against their friends, but they got to do what they got to do. Now, while I got to do, speaking of that, is we're going to take a brief pause because there is a commercial that I have that's ready to air. And I just want to have a little uh, moment there for this commercial. So thank you for listening to that. And so we're going to come back to Guardian is with Wolverine. They have a past. She's from Alpha Flight. And they're attacked by the Avenger Living Lightning and Daredevil. And they're both immediately taken out. Wolverine and Guardian, they're a good couple. They do, they do well together. And we see Ben Grimm, the Thing, with one of the other new warriors, Night Thrasher. Gamora takes out Night Thrasher. And Thing is getting ready to take her out. But then Sasquatch from the Alpha Flight team uh, picks him up and holds him while Gamora takes him out. And there's still some infighting. Wolverine takes out Northstar, 
and Shaman. Wolverine is pretty badass, as you can tell. Wonder Man takes out Guardian and then ends up taking down Wolverine as well. But right before he knocks Wolverine unconscious, Maxim comes and saves the day. And then we go to another pretty intense fight. Storm takes out Iceman with a big lightning blast. And Beast is left to defend himself against U.S. Agent. Now, U.S. Agent is pretty much just like this crazed version of Captain America. If you've seen any of the John Walker stuff, you know that like he got ousted as Captain America and everything. He was just a really violent guy. And since he's brainwashed by the guard, the goddess, it kind of comes out more. So he literally just beats the crap out of the beast. Like he's bloody and everything. Storm has to stop him and everything from, from beating him. And we get to Iron Man and Speedball come down to where Vision and Reed are. And Quicksilver and Aurora take out Iron Man and Speedball as well. And this is kind of like the last little triumphs here and we see right before the goddess's triumphant victory thanos blasts at paradise omega blasts down and like blows a hole into the planet but the feedback blows up his ship so he teleports himself and professor x to the heart of the goddess's realm into like the big you know epicenter of paradise omega and we see hulk is getting ready to crash down on earth and or onto the planet i should say and uh, other places on Paradise Omega, Gamora goes up against Wolverine, and Sasquatch is kind of getting ready to help. But just as Sasquatch is getting ready to pummel Maxim, the Hulk finally crashes down and kind of knocks unconscious uh, Sasquatch. And Gamora is distracted. Wolverine knocks out Sasquatch or Gamora. U.S. Agent tries to attack Wolverine, and Maxim takes him out. So it's kind of like a blah blah blah. It's like a step by step by step, and we see Thanos has reached the goddess and he starts hitting the infinity egg with the soul gem now the goddess is just moments away from it all of her followers are screaming you know the purging flame is ahead and thanos is like this is taking too long i can't get through the tight-knit energies of the broadcast from the egg are disrupting the soul gem and then we see the sun go nova and stars across the milky way begin to explode like oh this must be the end she was trying to do and we get to the last part here infinity crusade number six we immediately start out with where we left off where the sun goes nova and then we see the first star to go is Mercury because it's so close. Venus goes and explode. The next planet that's close is Paradise Omega since she had it right near the sun. A battling Thor and Drax see what's coming and they're immediately destroyed with the fire. Fire Lord, well, one of... Uh, the goddess's people tries to get to Paradise Omega, but he's destroyed. We see the sun completely engulf Paradise Omega. Everybody is destroyed, even Thanos and Professor X who are guarding the egg. Then we go to Earth. All the heroes that are still left on Earth look up and they see this big nova and explosion. So then Earth's solar system is destroyed. We go into other parts of the Milky Way galaxy, the Shi'ar Empire, is destroyed. The Skrull Empire is destroyed. Now the entire universe ends up blowing up and we see this eternal flame that's going through the universe or where the universe was and the goddess's eyes go, I have completed the first stage of my holy mission. Once again this reality is a place of righteousness. No trace of darkness remain among the holy flame true rapture has upon us. My work has just begun. Now I need to cast all of this down the dimensional corridor and let every existence in every realm feel my wrath. And then she wakes up 
and Thanos and everybody is there. And he goes, reports of the demise of the universe have been greatly exaggerated. And he basically just, he's basically telling everybody what happened. He's the narrator at this point. The recently deceased opened their eyes in amazement. They stagger to realize that they've been saved from a fate that never was. Believer and infidel alike find it as like a dream state. Fear passes through and everything. And then he says, what happened? And right as he's talking about what happened, the uh, like a spiritual essence of Adam Warlock appears. And Thanos is like, well, you were responsible for the bogus doomsday as well. And he goes, I had some unintentional aid. I was lurking in the goddess's subconscious when I realized that you would not be able to breach her spiritual defenses in time to stop her from destroying the universe. But in effect, I was being part of the goddess. I had contact with the cosmic egg. I ordered it to create a galaxy-wide illusion of Armageddon mere moments before she instituted the real thing. So finally time was the space between that maneuver when she actually thought she did it, that she didn't actually set it off when she was supposed to. Now the entire universe has woken up and her plan is a disaster. So she immediately says that she's going to use the cosmic, cosmic egg to employ what she needs to do and she will do this again. So Adam Warlock goes to attack and Thanos is standing ready. Uh, Warlock is a spiritual being so he goes through the egg and he starts attacking the goddess. She comes out of that shell body and she appears to be that golden figure that she was in the first issue and how we saw on the last page of Infinity War number six. Thanos can't help him now. It's on the spiritual realm. And the goddess that's ready to attack and she thinks she's, she's got him. But then a spiritual essence and a mental projection of Thanos and Professor X attack her. And it's all of them attacking her. And it comes into fruition in this big splash page, two pages of, it's a three-prong attack of Adam Warlock hitting her from one angle, Thanos blasting her, and Professor X hitting her with mental projections. And she ends up being just totally out. She uh, collapses onto like this essence of a, of a uh, asteroid on the spiritual plane. And she's like, okay, enough. I capitulate. And Warlock is not believing her. So she tries to hit him again. And uh, she goes back to her body. She needs to get to the cosmic egg to be able to do things. So she gets back to the egg. And everybody's starting to wake up. But right behind her, Adam Warlock appears inside the egg, holds on to her, and he says, Thanos now. So Thanos blasts them with the soul gem, and they both vanish. And Thanos kind of looks up, and uh, this beam of green energy comes out of the soul gem, goes right on the Thanos' ship, and wakes up. Adam Warlock. So Thanos now has a duty to perform. And he goes, uh, it must have been a pre-programmed command to send Warlock's spirit back from Soul World. So then Thanos touches the Infinity Egg, and he knows what he has to do. He sends everybody back to Earth. Now he puts everybody back to where they need to do, and he says, one final wish from the Cosmic Egg to Grant. And so he takes this little device and he sucks a little juice out of it, and he gets ready to touch the egg. But the soul gem comes away and lands on a teleported Adam Warlock. So Warlock's like, okay, what are you doing with this? He's like, no, we're not battling. We're not doing anything. I've ordered the cosmic egg to break down to its molecular structure down to sub-energy level. I've also sent this planet on a collision course, and it's going to end up into the void. So they both teleport out, leaving the infinity egg, and it's going to disperse. So the heroes have won the day. Everybody's back to normal. They're all rejoicing back at Avengers Mansion. All the heroes are back. Everybody's hugging and being like, oh, I'm sorry I had to do this. And uh, 
they're all getting back to uh to back to normal and we see paradise omega hurl itself into another realm and explode and thanos is like see i told you what i was gonna do so warlock is like okay we're we're done here anyone that was in control of the cosmic egg would surely be more of a nuisance i'm glad you did what you did so thanos teleports him into the heart of avengers mansion now they're still kind of salty the the heroes never really truly trusted adam warlock in the infinity watch after the infinity war and infinity gauntlet because they didn't understand that warlock wasn't in control of the goddess they kind of they they found out that she was his good feminine side so they're like okay he's you know he's a jerk here so he teleports right in the middle and everybody starts getting ready to just say hey we heard that was your part of your being what were you doing and the ladies of the Infinity Watch, Moon Dragon and Gamora, they're not known for their temper, so they're getting ready to start a fight. And Pip immediately teleports them back to Monster Island. Professor X wanted to talk to him first, but obviously that didn't happen. So we're seeing all of the heroes kind of reflect, the ones that were taken over by the goddess, reflect on what happened. They're all kind of still woozy on about what happened. They really feel really bad. And then Doctor Strange has some of the heroes left, and he's looking over Earth, and it seems like every conflict on the planet seems to have resumed. Nobody even remembers how close they came to the end. They think it was just like this little dream. And we see back at the X-Men mansion, Storm is reflecting on what happened. Wolverine calms her down from it and says, you know, you weren't in control. Moon Dragon is really reflecting on what she did because she was like the right hand of the goddess. And they're like, you know, you weren't in control. You weren't that bad, blah, blah, blah. Then we see into the soul gem, soul world. The goddess appears and she does the same thing that the Magus tried to do. She immediately tries to go and get all the inhabitants of soul world to rally against her but nobody can see her but the magus can and she's like the magus you know and she tries to attack him but she pulls right through him and the magus says we are even ghosts to each other and then we don't see them anymore we go back to new york city we see daredevil and, and spider-man break up a fight and they're like oh too think too bad things are back to normal kind of like the peace and quiet our final scene here is Thanos on his ship. Mephisto appears. Now, if you remember the bargain Thanos had with Mephisto, Mephisto's request was one cosmic cube. So Thanos took that little device and made his own little cosmic cube. He hands it to Mephisto. He's like, Thanos always honors his agreement. And Mephisto takes the cosmic cube and he goes, it's mine. Any wish I want becomes reality, including your demise and he tries to kill thanos and he's like this isn't working work the cube doesn't work he goes no i didn't cheat you he goes you are already enough of a menace in the tranquility of my universe i fulfilled my part of the bargain by delivering you an actual cosmic cube but you never specified you wanted one that actually worked even the devils should be aware with bargaining with thanos of titan so he throws the the cosmic cube on his table and departs and we leave the the rest of uh, the story as thanos contemplating on what he did and uh, just turning to go off and do what he does so that's the conclusion of infinity crusade it was the last of the trilogy it it certainly wasn't the biggest uh it it wasn't my particular favorite of the three as i said infinity war was definitely my favorite of the three but a lot of cool things happened in this it kind of, a, a bunch of things came to light in it in fact who was the bearer of the reality gem we all know that was thanos so thanos still has the reality gem at this point so i thank you for coming on this journey with me so far with the first year it's hard to believe that i'm coming up on the, the anniversary episodes i've been racking my brain the last month trying to figure out what to do i'm 
still trying to get some friends into the picture to try and be on this next two episodes as well. So what I hope to do is talk about some of our favorite storylines, crossovers, events, things like that. So if you're, when you're out there listening, if you have some favorite events, favorite crossovers, things I've already talked about, things I haven't talked about yet, you know, brianthecomicbookguy at gmail.com. You can email me on my Country email, brian at 975ycountry.com. You can look me up on Instagram at brianthecomicbookguy. You can reach out to me, message me then. I want to hear some because I'll read them back to you. I'll give you a little shout out if you want to. Some of your favorite storylines. Why they're your favorite storylines. What crossovers got you into comics. What storylines got you into comics. Have you found the comics you're looking for? I'll give you a hand doing all that. I'll give you some shout outs. This is going to be for you. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next two episodes to be able to share some of the favorites of me and my friends. Hopefully I can get some of my friends in on it and hopefully I get some responses from you. Other than that, it's going to be me talking about some of my favorites. You hear me talk about this every week for the last year, so I want to hear from you guys. Again, at Brad Company, at Gmail.com, at Brad Company.